0: Awesome. Hello and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylet.
1: And this is Kalina.
0: We're a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Welcome back to all the people that have been here before and welcome to the new people that have not ever been here before. <laughs> <laughs> this is us. Yep. Fresh and clean. I'm not On a clean. Friday afternoon. Are you clean? Uh, I'm not clean. No, am I ever clean?
1: <laughs> Especially by Friday. Fuck it.
0: No, that's true. And I now officially exclusively only work at home. So now I don't have to like shower never ever. Need to shower. Never. Never. <laughs>
1: Fuck that. Sorry, Dan.
0: Please. He's stinkier than me. <laughs> oh, All but right. it's nice. So you
1: ready to jump in? get this one underway
0: absolutely okay i have a quickie sweet
1: are you more city girl mountain girl beach girl i don't
0: know cave cave girl
1: cave girl (laughs) spooky haunted forest girl
0: oh yeah (laughs) spooky haunted forest girl i like the way that one sounds i of course you know that i am not an ocean girl I'm not an ocean water person. No, And I do love my mountains. I really, really do. However, I find that just as mysterious and vast as an ocean. So I'm going to stick with the city. I think I'm more of a city girl. I need things at my disposal. <laughs> I need to be able to like only drive 10 minutes to the grocery store instead of 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we were just in Maine and that was really nice. It was a lot of fun to see the ocean and look at it from afar, at least for me. But yeah, it's just, it's just not my thing. I don't really, I don't really like it. So I like the city. I like being around, uh, I don't like being around people, but I like being around (laughs) easy access things like grocery stores and doctor's offices Mm -hmm. and, you know, and things like that. Yeah, I I would say, I would say I'm more of a city girl than the others. Mm -hmm.
1: If I had my ideal, it would be a small walkable mountain town. Yeah, or I like think, a forest
0: town, like a Yeah, or it doesn't have yeah. to be mountain.
1: But I think like I I'm in the city because like you said convenience, like mm-hmm. things, but I hate driving. I hate that I'm car reliant. I hate that our cities aren't fucking walkable. When I spent a lot of time in Europe and could just go literally anywhere in town because it was all within walking distance and then like if you were a little bit out of town you just hop on the bus, like it just made so much more sense. And that I loved. I love visiting the water. I don't want to live on the ocean or live near it because it's definitely where hurricanes come from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and and waves and, and flooding. And I don't like flooding, so. <laughs>
0: and, and whales. Like, fucking well, orcas are fucking
1: with people now. I'm, I'm on board with the orcas. Go fuck it up, orcas. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you fuck up those yachts. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so i think i i am a city girl by convenience just because that's what is around and available but if i had my way i wouldn't i wouldn't live i would live just outside of a cool little walkable town where i could go and they maybe it's not going to be a full-blown like giant king supers or giant target yeah. But I could get my groceries and the immediate things I need, and then maybe drive into town once a six, you know, once a quarter to pick up like a Costco run or something. That's what I would like.
0: Yeah, I think I you're right.
1: Do a lot less walk, like a lot less driving, is what I want in my life.
0: Yes, like or even a, like a little town where a moped can get you around or a golf cart, something like that. Like, yeah, I would, I would do that. Those little idyllic towns, like Stars Hollow, exactly. Or- or even like this one that's in the book that we read, you know, that's for today. I don't know the name of. <laughs> mountain something. View? Is it just Ground, Mountain View? Green Mountain? No, we have a Green Mountain. <laughs> we do have a Green <laughs> <laughs> I think it is Mountain. No, we have, shit, I don't know. We also have a Mountain View. <laughs> We have a Green Mountain and a it's Mountain Vista. It's called the Mountain Vista. It's the Blue Mountains is where that's located. Mountain Glen, residents of Mountain oh, Glen. okay, Glen. We figured it. it out. <laughs> <laughs> We're there. Mountain something. That's all I knew. Yeah. You know, something small and idyllic and just easy. Like, I don't even really care if people know all the business of the other people because I'm such a boring person. I don't have drama in my life. Or at least my own drama. I'll say. I'll correct myself. I do have drama in my life. <laughs> it's also, They're not my it, drama. But it's imposed. It's imposed yes, by others. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I don't even really care about that. Like, whatever. If you want to know my business, that's cool. Like, I'm—I have a fucking podcast that talks about my entire sex life. So exactly, it's like <laughs> at this point that ship sailed, buddy. Yes. So yeah, I
1: also don't feel like I—you know—the it's always a funny part of books like this that are set in small towns where the main characters are like, oh, I don't want everyone to know. And I'm like, <laughs> why does it fucking matter? Give them something to talk about for the next week. Yes. Life's boring. Like we love talking about other people's nice. shit so boring so yep. anyway we will get into the book now so you guys know what we're talking about instead of just you know this <laughs> <laughs> yes so we read shifter business by and hartley and it is the third book in the Raising Hell Down Under series that she's written. We read the first book, which was faking it with the demon by also obviously by Ryan and Harley. Thank you, Kalina. <laughs> You're welcome, Kalina. That was awesome. <laughs> um, and that was episode 94 for those of you who've been with us for a while. So this is this is episode 142. We got back to it. Yes. All right, I'm gonna do clitz notes. I'm going to do it with a caveat that <laughs> normally I try to finish these books up right before we record and instead I finished it up because we, we pushed our recording and so instead
0: schedule issues.
1: I finished this book up like a week ago and I have since read five other books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That have almost the same main character.
1: Have um, very similar things happen. And so I'm a little bit like, we'll see.
0: We'll see. (laughs) You can do this. Yeah, I thought I, Kalina asked me if I wanted to give it a try. I'm like, (laughs) your worst was better than my best. No, it's not true. All
1: right so as discussed this takes place in mountain Glen, which is a small sleepy town outside of sydney i think Uh sydney australia Mm -hmm. dan lives there he is a psychologist he is a jaguar shifter he lives in what he likes to refer to as a cabin but universally is referred to by everyone else as a shack (laughs) (laughs) so probably not very nice Um, He specifically only treats supernatural clients who are dealing with, you know, issues resulting from being supernaturals. Um, He has an office in this little medical facility, you know, like a, you know, a a hospital complex building building thing. Yes. Whatever. (laughs) And he's living his best loner, grumpy-ass mountain man lifestyle that he doesn't talk to anyone and he can barely stand the two people that run the coffee shop, but that's where the good coffee lives so obviously they he, have, has, he to has to go. go. Uh, even though you know she loves to talk about his aura and, uh, <laughs> the, and the, the man is all like, you need to be Just, friends. <laughs> he repeats everything
0: that Tilly says. That's
1: all he does. That's he all does. Gregor does. <laughs> Gregor and Tilly are very funny characters. But then one day he is literally run into by (laughs) emily they're in a car accident and they immediately don't like each other although his jaguar fucking does like her (laughs) Mm -hmm. at least likes the way she smells and is all like cool this is our mate and she's like no i don't want to deal with that so it's not and she thinks he's very attractive but he's also an ass and lo and behold, turns out she's the new psychologist that was just hired by the firm in the suite next to his in the same building. So he shows up Monday morning and there she is. Oh, my God. Not something. <laughs> he was he was planning to never see her again, assumed she was from Sydney. And now he has to work down the hall from her. Yep. All right. So we get a lot of back and forth, sniping at each other, grumbling. And then one day he kind of walks in on her trying to give herself a pep talk because she's a brand new psychiatrist, psychologist, and the I don't know if she's the manager or the head doctor or the owner she's of the lead practice of
0: some sort. Yeah. Whatever.
1: The the lady who I'm thinking hired her, yes, is an
0: absolute flake. <laughs> she's so absent-minded. I don't know how she's a psychologist Wishy It doesn't make washy. any sense. But she, she's got to have a story.
1: But she's basically not functioning as a mentor or even really much of a manager so she, so Emily's feeling like she's pretty much flying solo which is not usually how this works when you become a first, like a brand new psychologist. Mm-hmm. You really go into a setting where people can, you can bounce problems, you know, like client issues off each other, make sure you're like kind of going down the right, you know, a good path with yeah. your your therapy. If you have a tough case, you have a sounding board, someone to talk to about it. And, you know, ideally someone to be your mentor and guide through this process. And she doesn't have that. So she's trying to pump herself up, give herself a... A talk in the like shared kitchen area kitchenette area and and dan is like of course he walks in and witnesses it and instead of being a rude ass he offers to help and to debrief with her if she has cases she wants to talk about because he is in the same profession so he'd be in a good place to be able to hear her stories you know still be confidential still be all under the umbrella of you know Mm -hmm. therapist secrecy or whatever i don't know hipaa (laughs) i don't know if that's a thing in
0: australia (laughs) Oh, that's true. I would Like, yeah. Client. Doctor. Well, she's not a doctor. Whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> they start doing that. Then they
1: start going to lunch. And then they start having coffee. And then they go on hikes. And they just do all these fun things. And they become friends. And there's definitely flirting. But he's very adamant he cannot get into a relationship. He tells her yes. all about this thing that happened in his past. Where when he was a young man. A, you know, early. You know, late teenager. Nineteen, 19 yeah. His girlfriend had a drug and alcohol abuse problem and he thought he could fix it all himself if he just loved her enough. Just like how all 19 year olds think the problem is like, I'll just love the problems out of you. It's fine. (laughs) And she, you know, they got into a fight. She was drunk and high and got it behind the wheel and died and killed another person. So he thinks it's all his fault. That if he was a better person, he would have gotten her help instead of thinking he could do it himself. And he also has a lot of unresolved issues about his jaguarness. He does not like his jaguar. He thinks if he wasn't a jaguar, he wouldn't have lost Lucy. Is that what her name? Lily.
0: Lily? Lily, I think. Lily.
1: That she wouldn't have, he would have gotten her help, but it was his dumbass macho jaguar that made him think he could do it himself without getting help. So he wants to get rid of his jaguar. He's trying to find a cure, essentially, for being a shifter, even though you're born a shifter. So it's not like, you know, a thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's keeping this all from Emily. And that's why he won't date her. But then he gets the news that there's probably a cure. There's this new witch that maybe she can help him. And so he decides, I'm going to put it all out on the line. And I'm going to tell Emily how I feel about her. So they naturally start a relationship. They're being really cute and lovey. And the only thing he really is hiding is this whole, I'm a shapeshifter jaguar thing. Until one night when she sees him as a fucking jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then turned back into a human. And so now she's like, oh my God. So they naturally, you know, of course the rom-com, they have to have that like last minute fight where they break up and they'll never see each other again. And she's trying to put her life back together. She's like, I can't believe this. You know, I was opening up to him and loved him and this and that. And he lied to me and and she's got a lot of self-esteem issues because she was uh, apparently an ugly, awkward, geeky teenager. And she determined not to be like that when she grew up. So she just Uh became an influencer and lived a very appearance forward stylistic lifestyle lifestyle. You know, Mm -hmm. where everything depended on...
0: Materialistic.
1: Well, and the way you looked. And then she dated a bunch of guys who really only fit into that lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. they cared about the way she looked. And the way they looked on her arm, stuff like that, you know. Yep. And they never worked out. They were all not great relationships. And she thought that Dan was different than that. And now she's finding out that he has this smell thing and he smelled her and knew she was his maid. And now she's like, that's bullshit. That's superficial, too. You don't like me for who I am. You just like me yeah. because I smell good. Um, so they <laughs> they fight. They fall out. They don't speak for a couple of weeks. And then they just, uh, you
0: know, they realize they, they miss work- each other. <laughs> yeah, they work through it. There's not a Dan big, like... Aunt that he talks... Yeah. There's, yeah. It, there's, like, a few weeks or something in between, and then they come, too, obviously. Yes.
1: And then, yeah, then they're like, she makes him promise not to get the cure that would kill off the jaguar inside of him. And mm-hmm. he says he'll never lie to her again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know. So, and then they... Yeah. Uh, they get back together. They are love. in love. They buy a house. That's very cute.
0: Mm-hmm. It is very cute. It took me a really long time as I'm reading through this book. And I knew that it was part of the, the first series, you know, that we read from Rhiannon. But it took a really long time for it to click when Ryan and Zoe were like talking to Emily on the phone. And I was like, wait a minute, I know these characters. <laughs> and I even wrote notes on there. And you probably because I think I started this book way before you did. Oh, yeah. It takes me forever. Yeah. And then you're probably like, well, duh. <laughs> And I was like, hey, I remember this character. Hey, it's Zoe! And I'm just like, oh my god, duh, it's the same (laughs) scene. (laughs) <laughs> you big dummy. And i just forgotten that Emily was the little sister that was mm-hmm. in Ryan's book. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it. I like I like Dan a lot. Mm-hmm. However, he's pretty complex. Yeah, he's got issues. Oh, man, he's got a, a ton of issues. I mean, he's got parent issues, inner jaguar issues. Uh, he's got this aunt, Aunt Tess, Tessa?
1: Tessa. Tessie? Tessa. Auntie Tessie. Auntie, aunt. okay. Auntie Tessa. It, it got me the whole book, too, because I wanted it to be Aunt <laughs> Tessie. But it's Auntie Tessa. And I was like, that's not the way the alphabet (laughs) works.
0: (laughs) Yes. It was getting me also. And I was just like, no, it doesn't flow. It's not flowing with my tongue. Mm -mm. But she's a a great support. She pretty much raised him because his parents had him and then was like, we're going to go travel the world. Mm -hmm. Good luck growing up and becoming a person. I think there's something kind of unique in the way uh, Rhiannon does her
1: shifter. She doesn't really explain it much. It's just a little bit of breadcrumbs throughout the book. But Mm -hmm. obviously one of his parents was a shifter. I'm thinking it was his father. Okay, But they don't say. And just that he had the chance to be a shifter because of that so obviously there's some people who some shifters who if they marry non-shifters give birth to humans I guess like it it Uh never was explained whether or not both of his parents were shifters or only one we're not sure but there was a chance he wouldn't be a shifter and then in puberty when he started shifting like he was in boarding school and they didn't take him out and like teach him how to be a shifter they just left him to try to figure out how to shift in boarding school around a bunch of (laughs) other teenage kids kids which sounds like a terrible choice to make oh. and then yeah, yeah he and he so he kind of grew up hating it because it all nothing was really working because you're not really taught or trained or anything mm-hmm. and then another f- interesting fact about her shifters so i said like he had the scent of emily and, and knew like she was his mate yeah. but He's had that in other occasions throughout his life. He's met people with the scent that he that his drag his jaguar was really attracted to. So there isn't a faded mate. It's not just like one person in the world for yeah. you. There's a certain percentage of people, or I guess, who might be your mm-hmm. like ideal mate for this jaguar. But if you reject them or if you just like ignore it, which he's what he yeah. did is he stayed away from them. It passes, and then you
0: meet somebody else who smells good. So. Yes. It isn't to- just one fated person that he's supposed to be with for the rest of his life. It's like, you have these choices.
1: Yes, which really worked in with Emily's concern that people weren't with her because of who she really was. Like, right. all of her past boyfriends were with her because of her Instagram page and her, you know, influencer lifestyle, not because of her. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dan and her were melding, gelling on a personal level. They liked each other once they didn't yeah. hate each other after that car accident. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> I also, I thought that the the whole smelling thing was a little weird. Now I get it because he's a jaguar. Like he's a shifter. So he's got that heightened sense. But I did think it was kind of weird that that was what Emily was mad about. And I know that she's associating it with like... Appearance. Appearance mm-hmm. and stuff. But smell is so weird for humans. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I love the way oranges smell, like citrus smell, you know. But if Dan walked around smelling like citrus... I don't, I don't know if that would be like the thing that... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I couldn't imagine being mad that Dan only likes me because because I smell good. You know, like, that isn't the reason why I would not be mad. Like, I'd be more... And she was mad about the lying. She was mad the about the lying. Thing. But then she seemed to be almost ready to get
1: over the lying thing. Or at least to be able to talk past it. Because she kept having things in her... Like, she'd, she'd, you know, be doing like a session with a client. Mm-hmm. And it would basically come out like... Well, I didn't tell him because I didn't want to disappoint him or be mad. Like that people do withhold information, not because they're good reasons, but because they're scared. Yeah. And that's a very natural, very human thing to do is to withhold information Mm -hmm. because you're afraid. And that's obviously what Dan had done. And the more she found out about, you know, shifters and everything, the more she was like, okay, I get why he didn't tell. Also, to be fair, they had only been dating like a week i was gonna say two weeks because he found out that he was gonna be able to get cured but he had to Mm -hmm. wait till the full moon and that was like two weeks away and that's when they started dating and so it was only like a week later that she was like you didn't tell me you were in jaguar i was like uh yeah that comes out around year one mark i'm fucking open with i'm a jaguar (laughs) no i mean i guess the longer you don't tell the more like awkward and horrible it would be but in his sure. defense he was gonna get rid of it in a week so why does it matter <laughs> but the smell thing really pissed her off she was she really like it upset that he only liked her because she smelled good and she's like that's so superficial and people only like me because i'm pretty i i struggled he only- with her i have to be honest Okay, okay. I found her to be a very difficult character to relate to. The, you know, oh, I was so awkward and so ugly in high school and I just couldn't stand it. So I had to become pretty. And as soon as I became pretty, I knew that the world was good because it treats pretty people Wouldn't fine. Be better. For and her, then yeah. I'm mad because everybody treats me well because I'm pretty.
0: Right. <laughs> it was so like, just, but I, that's
1: what your goal was. I was like, you fucking did this. <laughs> Don't be pretty then. You know, it's kind of easy. <laughs> stop shaving (laughs) don't color
0: your hair like (laughs) stop working out (laughs) yeah you go on runs every day fucking quit it (laughs) (laughs) yeah she has the typical like ugly duckling story but then there's always still that woe is me and it's like well hold on you you just took all this time to work on yourself and now you're hating that you're being admired for it before you hated that people were bullying you and now they are on your side still for the looks so either way you're not satisfied i
1: just i and i know that that's real and that people have those struggles but i just was like i just can't feel empathy
0: for you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> On this particular front, Emily, I feel like you know and it's such a generational thing too. Because I don't have that love towards influence. No, <laughs> so. like people would literally see her and be like, "Oh, I follow your Instagram." I'm like, I wouldn't
1: know an in- influencer if they walked up to my door and rang the doorbell. No. I'd be like, no. "And who are you, and why are you here?" Mm-hmm. Why, Actually, I wouldn't answer want? the door because I'm a millennial and we hide from doorbells. <laughs> yes, that's <right>. we're scared. <laughs> Unless I ordered food, fuck off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If I don't see that Uber eats thing on top of your car, Uh -uh. you're not fucking coming in. I'm going to stand in the corner and pretend I didn't hear you. (laughs) Are you canvassing? Would you like for me to vote for somebody? Maybe we can talk. But even then, I don't want to talk to you. No, I don't.
1: No, (laughs) even then, no. Don't talk to me. I already know who I'm voting for. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so that was a little tough. So I had a harder time following Emily's storyline. Yeah, yeah. I felt like Dan was a lot more interesting in that he was not like other characters. He's like a combination of other characters, but not as cookie cutter as a lot of characters in some of our books can be. Mm -hmm. Because like on the one hand, super large, like muscular... Burly, outdoorsy mountain man who does woodworking and, like, you know, yes. everything with his hands. Completely clean-shaven, blonde hair, wears glasses, dresses in suits, and is a psychiatrist. Like, <laughs> those are not things that com- like combine very well, right? But that's who this character is. That's who... Rhiannon wrote, and I think it's very emblematic of the two pieces of him—the mm-hmm. jaguar mm-hmm. and the the human—that he's battling with. He's also kind of put that on in his, you know, normal just human life, where he wants to be a loner who lives alone but then he also is trying to help other supernaturals deal with being supernaturals when he himself is very bad at it yes.
0: <laughs> I found that a really interesting dynamic too because the entire time I was thinking in my head I was just like is he wearing a plaid shirt while he's talking to these people like what what is it what what persona and, and he hasn't like changed he's there to help people and he helps Emily he helps his clients and of course they never help themselves. <laughs> It's like, it's the full house effect that's supposed to happen, right? Where like everybody's going through these issues and they're not realizing it for themselves. And both of the characters are like that.
1: And it's the running joke about psychiatry, psychology, is that you mm. go into it to fix yourself and you don't. And you can't. And <laughs> you don't. Because like the only people I've known who've studied it have studied it because they want to figure out what's wrong with them. And it feels like both of them kind of did that, or at least yeah. to be the help that they didn't have when they needed help. Right. And that's a good, it's a good and valid reason to do it. But the thing that I I didn't see, and I only know it because I know a couple people who are psychologists, is that especially early on, you're supposed to have your own therapist. Like that's kind of, yes, you're part of the system is that you should be in therapy yourself because you're going to take on a lot of heavy issues coming at you from your clients and you Uh need a place to decompress and separate them out from your own stuff and to talk about it and so and it shouldn't be someone you work with it needs to be somebody else that's not it's not like within your practice where there's your mentor and stuff it needs to be someone else who's just the therapist for you to decompress with and i didn't see Mm -hmm. either of them using therapy themselves
0: no they were just using each other they were using
1: each other which once they've created a
0: relationship you not it's not good that's (laughs) no that is is not it's not no. good. I didn't know that was a process. I guess that makes sense. Plus, then you get to actually go through, like, the sessions and know, well, yeah. recognize signs and know how sessions are supposed to be and stuff. And so he worked with other paranormal people. She worked with teenagers. Yeah, she I was for was... children and adolescents. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would have. So I think, I mean, obviously, there's only so much you can do in any one book. Yeah. That would have introduced whole <laughs> other characters and whole other issues. But they definitely needed, he needed to be in therapy from 19,
0: when that girl died. (laughs) From the very beginning. I wondered about that, too, because, I mean, he always had his aunt to talk to, right? Mm -hmm. Tess Uh, to talk to which is really nice she's super supportive I mean she's she seems like a really like she's into the whole fashion things and she's sending him gifts and high end stuff all the time so he's got all of this like designer stuff that he doesn't really give a shit about but he wears because he has him yeah so he has her for support but that's about it and she keeps she tells him the same thing like the entire book she's like you need to get over it and work on yourself it's not your fault it's not your fault like she just keeps saying that to him and it's not it's it's not not clicking
1: it's not and he was doing Doing absolutely what they accused him of at the end he was living a life of punishment because he thought that's what he deserved so he would yeah. like yes he loved to call his place a cabin but it was absolutely a rundown shack <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound nice at all not at all and he was looking for a quote-unquote cure And willing to do what eventually they kind of analogized to a lobotomy, which is a terrible Mm. thing to do, because he thought he deserved that kind of pain and suffering because of what had happened. And it's just... That is the saddest, like, this has been almost, what, it was at least a dozen years, I think he was... Yeah, because he was in, he's now, like... I thought he was 30-something, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. But it's a long
1: time to be carrying that kind of guilt, and... Oh, yeah. And never have gotten help for it. No. And to think you're doing a, you know, you're able to be a good therapist when you yourself
0: are struggling? I wonder... Well, then they definitely aren't following the same practices that (laughs) that other maybe, like, I guess, American psychiatrists. Or, or maybe I years. was missing I could be
1: wrong but I swear that's what I thought was a requirement was that you're in your own therapy.
0: It makes sense. It's just I mean why would you It doesn't have
1: to be as much like it doesn't have to be like weekly or anything but I think you're supposed sure. to like be in therapy and like talk about but you shit. You would
0: think that you'd have to go through some type of like analysis like psychoanalysis, right? So that you can I be would there to think help that, you
1: know people? I find out a lot of times I think things should be better in this world And it turns out they're not. <laughs> like there should be <laughs> there should like be this- more checks and balances so like people who aren't good at this don't become therapists but it turns out there's not a lot if they pass their classes and they're like practicals they become therapists and i'm like oh that's and and people with like season shit pass so that's true that doesn't mean they're good at it (laughs)
0: No, it's not. And maybe it's just a matter of taking like a quick test or something and then you're done. So, yeah,
1: I don't know. I just, but I did like it. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed more watching Dan struggle with his issues. But I think that the Instagram and influencer piece was interesting for Emily because we haven't had a lot of that. We read a lot of older characters, like 30s plus characters. And I think that's not as realistic of a profession for people around that age.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, that and older books like this one is written newer right so like no most of our books now are new we haven't been reading a lot of older books lately but even like in the realm of influencers Mm -hmm. i don't even see that's the thing like i don't even know how long influencers have been around because i don't know shit about them
1: (laughs) you know what i mean say like a dozen years or so 10 years maybe
0: okay I don't know. I don't know I have either. No idea. But I'm sure I'm at saying. some point. I don't know. Like to me, I know. I know Dick about it. That I'm just like, it's a new thing. <laughs> so it's that's a thing. I I know it's a thing. But anyway, people live on it, and that's insane to me. Yes, people do live on it, and people pay people to live on it. Like
1: that to me is fucking bonkers. It's so fucking bonkers. <laughs> like brands are like, here, take a picture with my seltzer, and I'll pay you twenty thousand dollars and i'm like what <laughs> yeah i don't know anyway but she's working on getting away from it so that's the thing is she she, is. she was doing it she was living that was her job that was her living and she decided to go back to school and become a therapist i'm just going to use the word therapist because i i keep interchanging psychiatrist and psychologist and i don't think they're the same thing
0: so i'm going to stop I think you're right. saying because yeah. i don't
1: remember which one they are so i think they're just therapists and she has stopped she's gone not a hundred percent cold turkey But she has, you know, she's no longer really doing her Instagram for money. She's not doing sponsorships anymore. But she Mm -hmm. does use it. Like in the very beginning, she posts a pic when she's like not feeling very good or she's like feeling a little bit sad about something and then immediately gets that endorphin like hit because she gets, you know, a thousand likes right away. Little hearts start coming flying in and it makes her feel better. So she boosts herself doing that Mm -hmm. but there's a really poignant moment where she's counseling a young girl a teenage girl whose father wants her in therapy because he's afraid she's developing an eating disorder because she was a bigger and then in the past year has lost a lot Mm -hmm. of weight and how he doesn't see her eat and she's very moody and all this stuff i mean she's a teenage girl so there's definitely stuff like that but she's talking about how she wants to eat healthy and he doesn't. He doesn't eat that well. So Emily convinces her to try like he said he wanted to try and eat healthy with you and cook with you. So why don't you make a healthy dinner together so he knows you're eating versus like he was leaving her less healthy food to eat and then was finding right. it in the trash and was thinking she was just throwing out food and not eating. And she was like, Well, I ate vegetables, I just didn't eat the shit he left, right? And so she's mm-hmm. like she's like, Well, cook together and eat and you know, that'll help him feel better about it and you'll be eating healthy food you wanna eat. So they did that and then she immediately felt bad because she went on Instagram and saw thinner people with, you know, waists and, yep. and and butts and breasts and, you know, and she felt bad about herself and she wished she hadn't eaten at all. And da, 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 And it's like Emily's sitting there listening to this story and she's basically that person on yeah. Instagram that this girl yes. is comparing herself to and then ruining her health about. Yep. And I just was like – and she gets really like – she starts – going down a really like interesting thought process of like how can i get so much positive reinforcement out of this app knowing i'm literally causing this harm to others
0: and especially to young the young people women. yes yeah and it's like this whole like society has been harsh on women for ever <laughs> yes
1: fucking awful since
0: since the beginning of time and we you know we feel like we're being progressive and trying to change those messages and the way that we're doing that but we're not in fact it's getting worse because it's available through the airways like not the airways but like you know through the internet it's so
1: quick it's in the palm of your hand and it's massive yes like you can just follow picture after
0: picture after picture after picture on
1: like an mm-hmm. endless stream of images in your face telling you what you should look like, how your life should be. And yeah. even though we know now, everybody fucking knows. That's all fake. That's not the way any of those people look right. in real life. It's staged. It's airbrushed. It's filtered. Filtered. They have specifically posed and taken 1,000 photos to get mm-hmm. one good one. And, like, and then, yeah, filtered the shit and edited the crap out of it. before they put it up and it's not their day-to-day life but it is the curated version they're showing you and now you're like well I suck because I don't look like that and I don't live like that well nobody fucking actually looks like that no nobody actually
0: but that isn't like like, and I think even though that is a message that is out there as well like none of that is real it's not what these girls are seeing it's not what these people are seeing and believing in yeah they want to see what is beautiful and be part of that well and even even if it's not real and that's the thing it's emotional reaction you know know it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. But
1: if I sat there and looked at those pictures, even knowing that that's fake, even knowing, like, even going to the ones that specifically show you, like, the original version and then the yeah. Instagram version, it doesn't, I still feel shitty. Like, it's still, sure. it, even knowing it's all fake, I still, that's why I don't, like, the only thing I have on my Instagram... <laughs> are like, you know, food and Canelo. And, and Canelo. <laughs> Pictures of sourdoughs. <laughs> like I follow a lot of bread blogs. Uh, <laughs> and also people climbing Everest for some reason, but because <laughs> that's just fascinating to me. It is. Fascinating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it does. It just does a number on our psychology. It does a number on our, our mental health because
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: just An unattainable image that you wish, you just wish it could be like that for you. And it's not.
0: Yeah. And this is a real pivotal moment for Emily, too, because she starts to realize it. And she's already starting to, like, want to turn that off and stop trying to be so addicted to all of the attention that she's getting from all of her followers. But it really hits her at, I guess, I don't know if it hits her really at that moment where Kate's like, these are the people that I want to be. You're the person that I want to be. Because doesn't she also reference, like, she doesn't know that she's an infant. Influencer, no. but she does talk about how pretty she is. Mm-hmm. Emily's like, Well, you know, she's trying to not be that person that's in that room with her, but she is like she's a pretty <laughs> person and that's what Kate sees and so it, it's hard to be in that situation, but she starts to realize it and wants to get better from it. But it's an addiction. Like, it's a, such a real thing. And she does fall into those patterns, especially when she and Dan fight, when they have that fight. So, like, she hadn't been on Insta photo so.
1: Yeah, that's true. We say that we keep saying Instagram, but the book Photogram, it's Photogram, photogram. and face, uh, face Look. Face Look.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because,
1: yeah, she doesn't use the real thing. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah so so she she finds herself like trying to you know make she she's been so used to for all these years getting the appreciation and getting the attention and feeling good about it from her post that when she falls into this rut with dan that is what she knows to go back to and she finds out in the end like it doesn't make her feel better it's not something she that's not the validation she mm-hmm. wants she wants to be loved she wants to be with dan exactly it's it's not a great platform <laughs>
1: but the book does a good job of handling. It and talking about it. And yeah, because it's ever present like all the time everywhere you go mm-hmm, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, social media, TikTok is now the thing. Yes. You know, yeah, definitely. Whatever else is coming up. But we should talk about super sexy the sexy sex. sex. <laughs> because I mean, we happens. have two phenomenally attractive people, you yeah. know, giant muscled yeah. mountain man and like super toned vegan influencer. I guess she's not kind of a vegan. <laughs> she's just a vegetarian. She's just a vegetarian. No, she's a vegan because she drinks soy she's stuff. Vegan. She's a vegan. Yeah, she's
0: okay. vegan. The mm-hmm. other one
1: that in the other book was also vegan. It was a vegan Instagram or, or influencer <laughs> in both of the in two of the three books where I've recently read about influencers.
0: Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Vegans. But yeah, I mean like to, I wouldn't even say it's even I think it's before the middle of the book they start having intimate relations. They start to realize that they're totally into each other. They get it on at the con- No, Yeah, they
1: have sex at the conference. Yes, at the
0: conference. Yeah, at the conference. It was almost kind of like following the same pattern as uh, Ryan and Zoe where they had the hotel room after the wedding. Yes. So you know, it just kind of follows that same path, which is really neat. I I enjoyed the first book so much. I loved that their story, but there were some super intimate, super hot scenes. But there was one in particular where they went on a hike after they would boned for. They were like fucking all the time, all the time. They were just fucking all the time. Early days. Early days. All the time fucking. But this wasn't when... No, because they weren't even fucking... They were just friends when the, they went on their first Their first hike, hike was together. just friendship hike. The second mm-hmm. hike was sex hike. <laughs> it was fucking up against a tree hike. Fucking up against <laughs> it was like
1: a tree in the Australian looking, Outback hike.
0: Yes. Which... Looking left, looking right, making sure nobody's there. <laughs> I do have
1: to say, because of everything I've ever heard about the poisonous animals in Australia, <laughs> I'm not sure I'd fuck outside there. But they did. <laughs>
0: No, you're totally right. (laughs) Oh my god, you're totally (laughs) right. Because there are some dangerous animals there surrounding the area and inside of it. Yes,
1: yes. There's things that bite you and they're poisonous. (laughs) There's kangaroos and wallabies and shit. I don't
0: know. Yes, there are kangaroos definitely in this story. Yes. Uh (laughs) But yeah,
1: so they're, they're walking along, they're hiking, and they're all alone on the trail. There's no one else there. And they start kissing up against a tree. I swear it's a tree. Is it a rock or a tree? I feel like it was a tree because I was distinctly going, that sounds scratchy. (laughs)
0: Yes. No, I think you're right because I can imagine.
1: Yes, I think you're right. (laughs) Because that's the kind of things that I think of Mm -hmm. when I'm like, oh, sex on a tree. Oh, Oh, that sounds itchy. That's a
0: bark on my ass.
1: (laughs) Right, because it's always the girl who ends up fucking bare-bottomed and now her ass is on a tree. (laughs) And I'm like, I would break out in a rash. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
0: if it's not from the bark it's from the poison ivy right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and then yeah
1: they start making out and they're like she's like oh let's go home and he's like no let's just do this here and she's like it's Mm -hmm. literally a hiking trail and then he's all like i'll know if someone's coming and she just like accepts that as a natural thing for somebody to say
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's just like, well, if you know, then I think I would know, too. It's not like you have superhuman hearing, because obviously is <laughs> not told her yet. <laughs> yeah, so it was, a, it was a, it's nice and steamy, I think. I mean, they had a ton of sex, and we got a lot of description for the first encounter and the last encounter. But really, the ones in between weren't. Oh, well, I guess except for this one. But our, Yeah, honestly, I'm trying to find it. I would like to find the page, because it would help
1: if I... Uh, but I, apparently we didn't highlight shit all about the sexy scene in the
0: I realized that when I got to the end. I was like, "Well, shit, I never fucking highlighted when they were fucking." We didn't
1: highlight a single sex scene.
0: Oh well. Oh, around 56%. Okay. Oh, 56? 56%. So I think page 226. They're talking about it wasn't a long walk. They had only been on the trail yep, for half an go. hour. there we go. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, he had her up against an ancient eucalyptus tree. Yeah,
1: definitely sounds itchy.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see I do yeah yeah because she was like we're in public mm-hmm. and he's like nope well, nobody's around I like it because she's like we
1: shouldn't and he's like I'll stop doing this if you want me to and then she like oh, yeah. doesn't tell him to stop
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she's like well, you were- I'm not saying no but then I'm he, just saying we I shouldn't I love the
1: lie he's like I had the foresight to bring protection <laughs> and I'm like you brought a condom on a hike a nature hike yes Yes, you fucking I fucking scallywag, you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he sure did, uh, and he got it. He, got, he it. got it over his his over his thick length. Did I love that descriptor? It's like a fun descriptor. I like this book isn't vulgar. No, like we get sometimes. Like, not yeah, normally, some, but in some some
1: books, books but. have a lot of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now this one's just not descriptive words, but yeah, nice yeah. like pressure and like the feeling of each other and like the push of it and the you know the thick yeah. length, and all of it delighted yeah. pleasure <laughs>
0: <laughs> filling her up and. Yeah, it's the filling her up, I ideally. Filled, filled her to the whatever. They did talk a little bit too much during sex for me, though. I think there was a little bit yeah. too much conversation. I'm
1: getting a lot of that in books. And I just think it's because there's no other way for authors to... I think the authors don't want to just write the sex scene description so they have the characters <laughs> talk. Because... Like when I just finished, was just constantly like reassuring each other that they, you know, like I'm yours, you're mine. It feels feels good. Oh, that yeah. Just back and forth the whole sex scene, and I'm like, at some point you stop because you can't breathe anymore, and you have to just pant. I can talk to you later. (laughs) We we can (laughs) we can do the lovey dovey shit afterwards.
0: Can I text you after this?
1: (laughs) Text. You just roll over and text, yeah. Yep, that was good. Thanks. I love you. (laughs) Don't say it out loud. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. They take her shorts off, and then like she wraps her legs around him, right while it's happening. So her shorts are on the ground, abandoned. That is absolutely when a scorpion crawls in your shorts, and then you gotta put (laughs) your shorts back on, and now you're stung on your vagina with a scorpion. Just saying. I don't even know if there's scorpions (laughs) in Australia. (laughs) I was gonna say I don't know that there's. But there's going to
0: be some something spider.
1: Something's going to get you know, into your shorts, and you're going to put them back on without looking, yes. and now your, the, your coochie's been bit. <laughs> Don't put your Fine. shorts on the ground.
0: <laughs> no, that's not a good place to do it at all. I mean, uh, you could keep it over an ankle. You're going to have it uplifted all True. around. True. Then they'd they be flapping in the air. Way. That's fine. Yeah, Probably nothing sure, would get can. inside. Yeah. I would assume so, but, you know, or a koala can come by and steal it. And then a koala has your shorts and you don't have You anything, have to walk back so. to the car bare ass. No shorts. Yes. And then on the news later, and they're going to be like, "You're going to have a sunburnt butt." Shorts. Yes. Don't get sunburn on your
1: butt. <laughs> and koalas have gonorrhea shorts. or chlamydia. <laughs>
0: Oh, Claydia,
1: <laughs> they have a disease. And now your shorts have a sexual disease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i forgot forgotten about that. <laughs> Poor koalas. I did think it was
1: head. absolutely
0: Koala-hood.
1: an interesting choice to make him a shifter but not a native animal to Australia shifter.
0: Yes, I thought that too. It's just like where the fuck did the jaguar
1: come <laughs> Why from? Why isn't this fucker a fucking wombat? <laughs> yeah. Where's my kookaburra shifter? <laughs>
0: she have been a woman. I'd have taken anything that's like fucking wacky as yes. That the is platypus. So yeah, towards the beginning, he she actually accidentally oh, sees yeah. him because he's stalking her. Well, She's like, what the fuck is a to jaguar? be fair, well, he
1: wasn't at that point. He was just running.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. And then he but smelled he her, her and was yeah. like,
1: "Ooh, I could get close enough and see her as a jaguar." And then she does see him. So and then, oops, she
0: sees him. Yes, yes. And they're not native to no, there's no No. giant
1: cats in that entire continent. (laughs) And so, when she's telling everyone she saw a giant cat, she keeps saying panther, and he's like, We don't have panthers here, you're crazy. And I don't like that, I don't like the gaslighting because I think he didn't need to effusively contradict the fact that she saw a cat he could have just been yeah. like that's wild Especially
0: knowing that she yeah.
1: didn't see it. don't tell people they didn't see the shit they saw that's fucking bullshit mm-hmm. so yeah. i get that he was trying to pretend like he wasn't out there running around as a cat i did look because Tilly's like oh but everybody sees a giant cat around here and he doesn't know that everyone's <laughs> seen him and he's just like huh huh there's yeah. there's rumors about a cat that runs around oh, i'm like yeah dan you're not him. that smooth <laughs> but i think in that point i would have really appreciated if he if he hadn't have fought it and just been like that's a wild story i've never seen one i you know i've yeah. seen kangaroos and shit out in the bush but i've just never seen a a big cat yes. so wow i'm glad you're okay I'll, i mean i wonder what I'll it could on have been lookout. yes and then you leave it at that you don't be like mm-hmm. you didn't see the thing you thought you saw could it if have been a dog crazy. yeah no it wasn't a <laughs> fucking dog dogs and cats don't look alike <laughs> yeah so i i didn't like no. that either and i mean that was really early days that was like day two or something of their <laughs> when yeah, they, they still were, like were fighting had, and hated each other had a
0: contentious a little
1: bit yeah but again i just don't like yeah don't try to convince people they didn't see the thing they saw like yeah, even if
0: it's actually knowing you that know, you know
1: they saw it so just be like Huh, weird. Well, can I get my coffee? Gotta go.
0: I mean, really, take me to the place. I want to see if we can find it. Let's go look for that fucking cat. Let's go look for it. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> since we're talking about it Yes I guess sort of Well we've moved on But we tell. can go back We have We'll go back <laughs> Since we were talking We are it. talking Yes So our kids and tell For this episode Is about sex on the outdoors mm-hmm. Like in a public area Open space Some place where it's just like Anybody can come up the trail or Around the corner At any moment mm-hmm. So Any fun stories You'd like to share? No I guess
1: The closest Would be In An outdoor Like hot springs Oh mm. It was, like, not open, open, but it could, like, someone could have just walked in and I would have been like, but it was late, so maybe no. (laughs) I don't know. You know how people are. But that's a close, but not, like, complete, like, it was enclosed.
0: Okay, so it was a little bit covered. Yes,
1: but it was at a, you know, public space, an open space that...
0: You know? So the possibility of being caught was definitely yes. It was like yes.
1: It wasn't like a private hot tub, at, you know, at a like at a hotel, but it was a one that any of the guests could uh, use. Sure.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and was it like just fooling around or full? on? It was text?
1: just fooling around. Turns out penises don't work super great if they've been sitting in um <laughs> sulfur? hot hot mineral water for like upwards of five hours.
0: Is it almost the same effect as if it was cold? Do they get real shrivelly and (laughs) not not shrivelly? But just
1: not—they don't—they don't don't get hard. (laughs) <laughs> they're they're like they have heat exhaustion or something i don't know or at least the one i was enga- like entertaining was
0: that's true so it's
1: just that it was okay. mostly full of the ground but it was a lot of naked bottomless fooling around sure you okay know.
0: okay yeah yeah for me i don't i mean besides like camping <laughs> dan and i did it once in a closet when we went to go look at our new build that we built in green valley ranch <laughs> in 2000 and. I think or 2003 well there were other people in the house because they were all there looking at the house with us and we went up into our room and went into the master bedroom closet shut the door, had a quickie and then like <laughs> <laughs> So I think at any moment anybody could have been like, "Oh, hey, let's look at the master walk-in closet." Oh, oh, that is again, hilarious! Pleasant surprise. So there's that, and I think I gave a hand job once at Red Rocks in the rocks, like not on the stadium. Well, good, but like there, because those some seats are just like open. <laughs> 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 they are. No, that the people crazy. around you are just like what? I get around. What is happening? <laughs> And that we did get caught, but I moved my hand right away. So I'm going to go ahead and pretend like they didn't see anything. Sure, sure. (laughs) And then once hiking in the woods, also with the same person on a big boulder Mm. out in the open. That one was, it was scary, not because I was afraid of bears or anything, but because I didn't want to get caught. And now that I think about it, I should have been more afraid of bears or moose. (laughs) Because... (laughs) because <laughs> there's a big possibility that any either one of those would have showed up and eaten us well so. the moose wouldn't well, eat you wouldn't just eat would have you. fucked you up it just you would have I, it would have killed me yeah
1: um for sure yeah no <laughs> i do think in my mind i love the idea but i always like when we read these scenes i'm always like but there's the bark but the dirt but the pie yes. needles in your hands and i'm always like <laughs> Why do I think I would now, like this? And then as soon as I read a s- version of it, I go, no! <laughs> not at all.
0: I am going to look up what a eucalyptus tree looks like, because I have no idea. I have a vague one from California,
1: because I swear, like, there's a bunch of them in California, but I could be wrong.
0: Because I'm thinking maybe their bark isn't like an oak tree or a maple tree. <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> like, what do they look like? It could be smooth Tree. Um. Oh no, they they definitely. Well, I guess it depends.
1: This one in particular looks rough.
0: <laughs> the one I'm looking at looks rough. There's rainbow
1: one. Daddy did see the rainbow one. So- now I want to fuck no, next to the rainbow one. I, I know.
0: Me too. I was like that one's a cool one. I hope it's a rainbow one. We fuck next to. That one's cool. <laughs> Meet the magnificent rainbow eucalyptus. You guys, this is cool shit, and it looks smooth. <laughs> 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 it does no, look smooth. It, the rainbow one looks smooth. I'm on
1: board for the rainbow one. But why is yeah, that? Oh, it's a painting. That's a fucking painting. No. The Etsy one?
0: I'm not looking at Etsy. Oh.
1: The one, the picture, the the rainbow one that I ha- see a picture of is from Etsy. So obviously that's not real. Get out of my face.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Here's, a, oh, here's one I that's see not. What you're oh, this one's on Better Homes and Garden. I not <laughs> I feel like this. I don't know. It looks real to me. Maybe it. Is okay. There's feet. a
1: picture of a people next to a tree that looks like it. It's not quite as psychedelic rainbowy, but I think it is real.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. For All sure. Right.
1: We're on board now. Yeah.
0: The one that you just sent is definitely one that that we should. You shouldn't fuck against <laughs> that
1: tree. It's very rough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they look very rough. Yeah. We're um. We're gonna go with they fucked against one of these trees. <laughs> And now she's got eucalyptus in her underwear or butt crack, whichever. (laughs) Absolutely,
1: she has she has (laughs) scratches and rashes on her butt, (laughs) Um. (laughs) but that's okay
0: because it's still like
1: wild and fun to have sex outside.
0: They did, and they were complimenting each other throughout the whole thing. You know, he's so strong, and she's so beautiful, and it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's do our fun fuck fact. So because of Emily's social media addiction and her influencing and then her trying to fight it and get rid of it, we found an article today about social media and mental health. It's on the website helpguide.org. It is called Social Media and Mental Health. (laughs) 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 The Role Social Media Plays in Mental Health by Lawrence Robinson and Melinda Smith, M.A., and, you know, they do point out that there are positive aspects to social media, too. It's like communication and staying up to date with friends and family, new communities, promote worthwhile causes or issues, emotional support during tough times, connection if you live remotely or have limited independence or social anxiety or are part of a marginalized group, outlet for creativity and expression, and sources of valuable information and, and learning. Okay, so those are... so there are positive reasons social media can be good and help Mm -hmm. people in many ways but then there's also negative aspects and they are inadequacy about your life or appearance so you know feeling like you don't compare fear of missing Mm -hmm. out like you're seeing people do fun and you know interesting things while you're not so you feel like you should be doing fun and interesting things isolation depression and anxiety cyber billing self-absorption so the constant sharing of endless selfies and all your innermost <laughs> thoughts can create an yep. unhealthy self-centeredness and distance from real life <laughs> yeah i think it's like very true and very not good so true. but and they can also be heavy social media use can be masking other underlying issues and I think that's in a, in a way emblematic of what Emily was doing. So she was feeling insecure about starting her new job. So she posted a selfie and then felt better because she got a lot of outside approval of her, you know, of that picture. Yeah. So it's masking instead of just sitting and feeling her discomfort over This is a big step. I got this degree and I moved to a whole new town and I'm, you know, outside of her life. She lived in Sydney, a big city, and has moved to a rural mountain town to start a new job where she knows nobody and has lost all of her connections. And like sitting and living in that discomfort, she instead stepped outside and, you know, engaged with social media in order to just have a boost, an immediate, you know, endorphin boost. Which is fine right then, but it doesn't actually deal with what she was feeling about all these big changes she had made in her life. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. kind of acknowledging that maybe when you feel the need to try to turn to social media for something, try to figure out what you're missing or what you're feeling that you're trying to hide or mask. Um, But yeah, we'll put this article up because it's a lot longer than anything I've. Read <laughs> to you today because uh, <laughs> I'm not going to have the time to read yeah. this whole thing to you. But yes, so no. and it has a, <laughs> it has some suggestions at the end for how to make changes, positive changes to modify your use to improve your mental health if you think you really are having like struggling because of your social media usage. So there you go.
0: Yeah, I think those are important to be aware of because it's so prominent right now in our times.
1: Very much so. And especially for younger people. I mean, if you really think about it, Gen Z is going to be the first generation to truly fully grow up with social media. And we don't know how that's long term impacting them yet. They're just starting to become like some of the older ones of them are just starting to become full blown adult adults. Mm-hmm. because we didn't have it we nope. had a messenger when we were like in high schools when that kind of came dial around dial up bitches <laughs> yeah. and there wasn't <laughs> the you know social media it didn't really come around until god mm-hmm. even after college like facebook barely existed in college yep
0: and it was only for college students exactly and along yep yeah, in the very and beginning so
1: we grew up through those adolescent years without it Whereas it's pretty much always existed for Gen Z and the following Uh alpha generation. So we don't yet know the full long term ramifications for especially like heavy use among teenagers. Uh I know that I have read some studies where they've pretty much likened it to the same brain receptors light up as when teens do drugs and alcohol as when they do social media.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: it is a very addictive medium yeah and they are replacing which you know drugs and alcohol are bad don't do drugs and alcohol especially as kids (laughs) but they don't know what this long-term reaction is going to be to having being addicted to it as a teenager you know and seeing how it's going to impact people so i think we're going to see a lot more discussions about the like i mean we already pretty much watched it destroy democracy essentially (laughs) (laughs) like it's taken down worldwide democracy so fuck it like you know it's yeah It's got issues, so I think... (laughs) Keeping it in mind, keeping an eye on people in your life who are heavy users to see how they're doing. Yeah. And just remembering that it's not, it's not real either. Like, it's just not real. People don't post their worst shit, their day in, day out shit online. They post their like highlights. It's a highlight reel.
0: I think that's like the important thing to remember, because if that is all you're exposed to, then that's all you know, right? So for all these years that are out there and this is what they know, they understand how social media works, that's... We're not also teaching them that that is not how real life is. So it's also up to us to to be like, hey, you know, like in moderation. And also just realize that that's like watching TV. Those are characters Mm -hmm. on a screen. They're they're not real. Even Like they're real people. (laughs) But they're only exposing parts of their life that they want you to to see because that's how they want to be perceived. But they don't all live like that. Mm -mm. So just got to keep reminding them that.
1: Yeah all right well that's this book
0: yeah so do we want to read it sure okay i'm gonna give this an eight overall okay actually i'm gonna give it an eight for the story because i do like rhiannon's writing mm-hmm. i like it a lot um and i like the story i liked ryan and zoe's book better oh yeah i loved that story line a lot better and i believed their fight a lot better because of how <laughs> cuz Zoe's so wacky <laughs> she's just such a different character but their sex was also better i believed i'm going to give the sex this one a 7 because we got a lot they were a lot in there and there was a really good bj scene in the end but i wanted more description yeah i wanted i needed a little bit more description For even the ones that were in between.
1: So for both this book and faking it, something that I really appreciated about the way Rhiannon has told these stories is there is a long buildup, even if it's not particularly long. In the book, there's a long timeline before any of these couples get together.
0: Mm -hmm. Like yes, they. It's not insta love.
1: It's not insta love. But even even though it was insta attraction, and then they fought Mm -hmm. it, and then they were like, okay, I don't have to fight it. He's not that awful. They became friends, like legitimate friends. Yeah. And so many of our books are like, knock, knock. I just fell down on your doorstep. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're my mate. Fuck. And I love you. I couldn't live without you. You're, you're, you know, the only thing in my life that matters. And I'll do anything Let's for you. Let's have babies. And I literally met you 24 hours ago. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> that's wild. So I do appreciate that. I, I think that that makes mm-hmm. these books unique in the romance genre. Very few give us that friendship Friends first. like watching them do nice things for each other, like, you know, pick out her favorite coffee, make lunch, make lunch, you know, share, go for walks. walks, yeah, stuff like that. We're just like without any actual sex, you know, plans until mm-hmm. halfway through when they finally decide they love each other. But I do think I agree with you. My favorite trope ever is always faking fake girlfriend, fake fake boyfriend. That's why I was was really first attracted to the first book, Faking It with a Demon. I picked this one because you're much more of an enemies to lover type. And this one was written as enemies to lover. I think once we get into it, these weren't enemies. They just like an enemy is like mortal enemy, but whatever. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Or even of like if they were competing against yes. each other for something. Like maybe, you know, oh. Psychiatrist of the, the Year or something, you know? Like if they were like, just combative and just but still had that attract, like that growing attractive like, I fucking hate her but I need to beat her the- and I really want a bone her. She's nice ass. Like I love that. Yes. Or even just like, or like the Romeo and Juliet type of thing where it's like we can't be together mm-hmm. because we're not supposed to be together.
1: Yes. It's the it's the practice safe hex from Juliet Cross's series. Yeah. That one is an enemies to lover because uh, Gareth and Livy are actively competing in a challenge <laughs> against each other. <laughs> the work challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they still end up together and it's super hot. <laughs> so yes, you're right. The other book is better and I can't tell based on our ratings. I have a feeling that you gave the other book a 9 and I gave it a 7 which I'm like wow I must have had. Why did I give a seven. Could I have given it a nine and you given it a seven? Let's look. When did we do that? What episode? 94, but I can't remember back then the way I the way I wrote these.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think generally you put mine first. Right? I thought
1: I put yours first. So I think it's wild because yes. I love those tropes, the faking yeah. it tropes. And that's why the fact that I only gave it a seven. So I don't want to give this book more than a seven, but I don't I don't dislike it either. I mean, it's we have such a weird narrow range. We only we do give like seven and ups. We have a we ten, do. we have a ten scale and we never <laughs> we're, we're
0: ridiculous is what we're we like
1: know. ten <laughs> to seven is the range on this one yeah. to ten scale. Anything less than that is rude. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but it's a perfectly fun book. I read it. I enjoyed it. I, I probably will eventually just read all of them in that series because they all sound like fun and they all have really cute punny names mm-hmm. like you know, friendly neighborhood vampire and shit like that. I love it. So yeah, it's a it's a seven, it's an eight, you know, again. Yeah. I thought it was perfectly fine sex. I mean the only one I can remember is the tree one because it stuck out <laughs> yeah. in my mind. But again, to be fair, I've read five sex books since then and you know, I can't remember 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 the sex scenes in almost any of them. Yeah. (laughs) At some point, you're just like, oh, more sex. Uh,
0: Exactly. (laughs)
1: Although one had a whole lot of uh, furniture breaking, and so...
0: Oh, you like Furniture I love it. We're
1: going to actually do that book in two books. Yay! Yeah, we're, we'll talk about it off air. You guys are going to be excited, I think. I'm okay. personally cool. so fucking stoked for this. But <laughs> but yeah, nice. it's a good book. I strongly recommend it. I think Rihanna does mm. well. And like I said, giving us the friendship shit first is so unique. It is not found yeah. in a lot of these books. A lot of them, they don't have time. Um, yes. And so they kind of just rush that insta-love shit at us. And, I, you know, it's fine. Those are fun stories, too. But actually watching a couple, like, become friends, friends and like each other is i think really a more fundamental basis for
0: a relationship. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a great message to send. There's no outlier where the world is burning down and they need to go save it. So like that helps. Yeah. With this situation, you know, but it is. I I am a big believer in friends before lovers, you know. You got to get to know them first before anything or
1: Or you can have sex with them on the first date and it's fine. Don't worry about it.
0: It's totally fine. <laughs> Either way will work too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean say it works love, in all of I our books i
1: love you on the first date or anything well,
0: no, <laughs> i mean yeah don't do that maybe don't do that <laughs> that doesn't sound cool <laughs> all right and next time <laughs> yeah next time on our broadcast this... we are going to read what's that yep I was going to try to make that same...
1: What's that thing they used to say at the end of TV shows? Like, same bat channel, same bat hour or something?
0: Something I was trying to say a thing and
1: then I couldn't remember it. So I was like, stop saying this (laughs) thing that you can't remember. And then I said it anyway and now we're in a hole. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's not your fault. It's my fault. Oh, I guess it's true. I could have just been like, no, no, I don't have anything to say. And instead I was like, what? (laughs) Next time on...
0: Yeah, uh, I forget. Yeah. Whatever. Next time on uh, but we're <laughs> <gonna> read- <laughs> General Hospital. <laughs> 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 okay. <yeah>. Uh, <laughs> we're going back to one of our favorite authors who we haven't read in a while. I think it's
1: been almost yeah. a whole season since we've read her. It's
0: been a long time.
1: Um, so we're going to read Alpha Attacked, which is the book one in Big City Lichens by Eve Longley. And it's narrated by Juniper Young.
0: Yay. We love Eve. Eve. And this one, I
1: mean, it's hard to say from the cover but so many of hers have been kind of cutesy fun this one looks like steel serious Maybe a little, yeah masculine okay. like he's yeah. all like scratched and oh. there's a moon and a wolf and a it's oh, gritty yeah. it looks a lot grittier the cover at least is a lot grittier than her because her so many of hers were like little cartoons right this is not a cartoon yeah. cover so who knows it will might be a little bit different for eve yeah
0: or it will funny she's super funny yeah we're used to her humorous writing so i don't know maybe it'll be a little different we'll see uh in the meantime we'd love to hear from you
1: we enjoy listening to any opinions you want to share with us or tell us what books to read um you can find us on social media (laughs) ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha after a big old spiel actually we're like the worst at social media though if any of you actively follow us you're Mm -hmm. like these are not people trying to get follows Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's funny. I just put Goodreads on our website. I'm like, hey, this looks like a- We don't fucking do anything good do-
1: I <laughs> barely get our reviews up on Goodreads like once a year. I-
0: well, I widget that shit. It is on our website. Well, good.
1: All right. Take it to us. And then, what was I saying? Oh, yes. On social media Sorry. at <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, we are Shh Dirty Books on all those platforms. Or you can email us directly at dirtybooks at gmail.com.
0: And that is sh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. You guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe. That would be amazing. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for the music, Jim Townsend. And with that, we're going to say goodnight. This is Selat. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Yeah, you've been listening to Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selat. Be sure to tune into to the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format... Allows you to give a rating. Please do that for him.